service. Hey, Discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? Just a touch to get you through? Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, a little thing we like to call the after party. This, as you know, is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we're talking about the past episode of Disgraceland on the Mamas and the Papas, Mama Cass Elliot, part two, and specifically about her relationship to the previous Disgraceland episode subject, Charles Manson. We are also discussing favorite holiday songs, favorite holiday movies, a ton of your voicemails and messages, and a whole lot of Rosie to round us out. All right, before we get to listener calls, texts, and emails, let's get into it. All right, guys, before I get into the meat and potatoes part of this bonus episode, it being the holiday season, I have a couple quick and simple questions for you to respond to. Number one, what's your favorite holiday slash Christmas song of all time? My current one, you ask, Ella Fitzgerald's What Are You Doing for Christmas Eve? Number two, what is your favorite holiday slash Christmas movie of all time? Mine? If you're telling me Goodfellas isn't a Christmas movie, you're wrong, by the way, it is, then I have to say Trading Places, but I kind of also want to say Bad Santa. Hit me at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook with your answers and call and leave a voicemail or text me at 617-906-6638 with your answers. All right, back to the after party. This past episode of Disgraceland was a conclusion to the previous week's episode on Mama Cass Elliot. Both parts of the Cass episodes were preceded by the episode on Charles Manson's musical career. All three episodes composed the larger story I attempted to tell, which, without reporting all the detail from those episodes here, is basically this. The motive District Attorney Vincent Bugliosi pinned on Charles Manson for the so-called helter-skelter murders rested on the theory that Manson was a failed musician whose career aspirations were rebuffed by big shot record producer Terry Melcher, whose house Sharon Tate lived in, where in anger Charles Manson sent his followers to kill Terry Melcher. They then found Sharon Tate at home instead and savagely murdered her and her friends in place of Melcher. There is, of course, a lot more to Bugliosi's story than that, but that's the gist. However, as I mentioned in my episodes, this theory is flawed for many reasons, some of which center around Cass Elliot and all of which can be found, as I've mentioned numerous times, in Tom O'Neill's book, Chaos. These past three episodes are going to put an end to my exploration into Charles Manson. I need to move on for a bit anyways. The psychopath has been well covered in Disgraceland and in Badlands. And if you're keeping count at home, we've done, I think, I don't know, six, seven episodes on Charlie, at least. There's two episodes from Disgraceland on the Beach Boys. Uh, there's these two episodes on Cass Elliot. That's four. There's two Badlands episodes on Sharon Tate that are set pieces to the Cass episodes. That's six. And, of course, there's one on Charles Manson himself that I mentioned before. That's seven. And there's a future episode of Badlands on Roman Polanski that's in the can for next year. So that's eight episodes on Manson alone. Um 
creepy little wizard. I got to move on from him. I got to, I'm done for now anyways. What a wormhole. I hope you enjoyed this little exploration. We did, of course, but I have other stories I want to tell. I should probably tell you a little bit about what's coming in 2023. Lots more stories from Disgraceland for starters, a ton more. I'll go into full-on season 11 preview mode in one of the next episodes of After Party, but for the time being, I can tell you that I am more excited, literally, legitimately, more excited than I have ever been about any Disgraceland episodes previous, particularly the ones I've written on ACDC, Bruce Springsteen, and Lou Reed. And this is just a small sample of what's to come. We have a full year of Disgraceland content pretty much in the can, and there's some exciting news on the various ways we're gonna be making the content available to you and everyone else just over the horizon, so make sure to keep your ears open, and more on that in just a bit. All right, my new favorite part of the show, when I get to hear from you guys, you know the drill. Write me at DisgracelandPod on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, or Facebook, or DisgracelandPod at gmail.com. And of course, you can call or text me at 617-906-6638. Lots and lots of DMs regarding the Badlands episode on the infamous Hillsborough disaster. Check out the Badlands feed for that story if you have not already. I just wanted to mention that and hit on this one Badlands comment before specifically getting into these Disgraceland comments, mainly because the Double Elvis team does an amazing job on Badlands and on everything they do, really. But I wanted to shout them out here, and I want them to hear this. So uh, on the Hillsborough disaster episode, Neil Golding writes, Hey, Jake, I was born in Liverpool and live in Sydney. I listened to your Hillsborough pod, hoping that you had the right information. I couldn't have been happier with your portrayal of my wonderful hometown, its friendly, welcoming people, and the horrible injustice thrown at them. Thankfully, they picked on the wrong city. So proud of the fight for the now 97. Thank you for bringing this to a wider audience. I'm not ashamed to say I cried through a lot of it and have tears in my eyes now. Reading each name was a poignant touch. Thank you, Neil. Uh, I don't even know what to say to that, Neil. Thanks for writing. Um, That episode was a special one for us. We obviously did it uh, around the time of the World Cup that's happening right now. And we wanted to treat that story in particular with the appropriate amount of, um, God, I don't even know, correct emotional intent. I I don't even know how to say it. We just wanted to be really careful. We know that that story matters a lot to a lot of people. So I'm happy to hear that you dug it. Um, If you guys have not heard uh, Badlands or the Badlands episode on the Hillsborough disaster, I encourage you to go check that out in the Badlands feed. All right, moving on to Disgraceland. We got a DM from David Caseman on Instagram asking for a Chromags episode. Uh, David, I'd love to, but that story seems way too messed up, and I'd probably only do it with John Joseph's blessing, but even then, I'm not sure I want to insert myself into that hornet's nest. Um, At Logan All Red on Twitter writes, two years, eight months, and 10 days later, I found out this was an April Fool's joke. I don't know how I fell for this. Logan is, of course, referencing our John Denver episode. This is the joke that keeps on giving. Sorry, not sorry, Logan. At Mr. M. Schumacher writes on Twitter uh, in response to the last After Party episode where I talked about the generation gap in music taste between myself and my dad. 
at Mr. M. Schumacher writes, as a fellow Gen Xer, I had similar experiences with my dad and music. I was into Slayer, Metallica, Suicidal Tendencies, DRI, etc. Much like you in trying to bridge the gap with my kid, we've been to 10 plus concerts together before his 12th birthday. That's awesome, man. Um, I'm going to try to bring my boys to see Metallica next year. I think nine and five are appropriate ages, of course. This will backfire. They'll grow up listening to Vivaldi or Schumer or some classical stuff I don't even know about. Not that that's actually a backfire. It's not. I really don't care at all what my kids listen to. Truth be told, I don't even care that they like music as long as they're into something and are interested in something. As long as they're interested. Um, I don't have anything to worry on that front, though. So I guess it's off to Metallica we go. Ryan from the 909 jumped on the voicemail regarding our ongoing conversation about covers that are better than the originals, and here's what Ryan had to say. Hi, Jake. This is Ryan from Southern California. Uh, I've been a huge fan of this Graceland since season one. My favorite episode was the Sam Cooke episode. I think that was the first one I heard. And I was blown away by your production and the way you talk and the way you told a story about something I'd never heard before. I love your Beatles stuff. I'm a huge Beatles fan, and regarding your last backstage episode, the best cover, or the cover that's the best than the original, that's better than the original, is Stevie Wonders, We Can Work It Out. That is ubiquitous. I think everybody can agree with that. Keep up the good work. Thanks for everything you do. I can't really argue with Ryan. Stevie's cover of We Can Work It Out might be better than the Beatles original. It really might. I think it is. Uh, what else do you guys got on the covers versus originals debate? Hit me up. On TikTok, we got lots of comments on this. At Rockart says, Quicksand, how soon is now? Don't get me wrong. I dig the Smiths, but damn, I love the cover. And I got to agree, man. I'd never even heard the Smiths or the Smiths version until I heard the Quicksand version. And that cover actually turned me into an eventual full-fledged Smiths fan. Um, like I said, a lot of debate on this subject over on our TikTok page, at Disgraceland Pod. Go check that out. Gregory from the 412 hits us up to talk about uh, some of our recent past episodes and some suggestions on future episodes. Here's what Gregory had to say. Hey, Jake, this is Gregory Valensloff, and I have a, uh, a few suggestions for you for your, uh, for your show. First of all, I want to tell you that I fucking dig your shit, man. I love it. I think it's, it's fascinating, and I had no idea how many of the rock stars and just actors that I loved so much, how scandalous they could be. And I just want to thank you for bringing that to the light. Okay, so... First of all, I love the, the Laurel Canyon shit. I'm just fascinated with it. And um, I love that one you just did on Mama Cass, and I can't wait for part two. But I would love to see some shit from Frank Zappa's perspective. Okay, number two. This one's going to freak you out. Niccolo Paganini. That's all I got to say. Number three, George Clinton. And number four, one that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, Chris Cornell, if you could do what you did with Marilyn Monroe, you know how you got there and you just freaking, I don't know how you, I don't know what, how you do it, but you did it. If you could do that with Chris Cornell and what happened with him and whatever's going on with that wife he had, if you could get in there and do, do your thing, brother, I'd appreciate it. Much love to you. Be blessed. Dude, who is Niccolo Paganini? 
I know I could just Google this and find out, but honestly, I got a lot of shit to do this morning. So I'm just asking the question. I don't know who that is, but uh, uh, tell me, get back to me. Uh, and yes, there are episodes on Zappa and George Clinton for sure that are coming. I don't know when, um, but soon-ish. So thanks, Gregory. You guys know you can be like Gregory and text me or call me and leave a voicemail whenever you want with your suggestions for disgrace and subjects. That's 617-906-6638 just noticed there's three fucking sixes in that phone number. I don't know that I like that. And they're all in a row. God damn it. Chad from way up in Canada in the Dumas Flats. I think that's what he said. I think that's how you say that. Is that a thing? I did Google that. I couldn't find it. Let me know. I don't know my Canada geography. Dumas Flats. Uh, Anyways, Chad from way up north left us this voicemail with an excellent suggestion. Hey, Jake. This is Chad calling from uh, Yarrow, British Columbia, up in the frigid Sumas Flats in Canada right now. Um, I think it would be really cool to go super old school and do an episode on Mozart. Um, His challenging of the crown and the church of the day um, is pretty epic. I think like one of the original DYIs as far as musicians go um, making money back in those days, you need you needed the support of the church or the crown, and he, he basically, you know, stuck his middle finger up to both of them. Let alone like his notorious reputation for just being like a, a, like a sexualized, like deviant and um, freak. But um, other than that, it would probably make a cool episode. And listening to Swindled, which is Man, other than like the podcasts that I get into on uh, uh, Double Elvis, which I love all of them, Swindled is is just it's the stories are incredible. Great suggestion, Chad. Not only a suggestion on a subject, but an angle as well. I had no idea about the DIY aspect of Mozart. Um, I must have missed that in the. Amadeus movie. Wait, is that Amosa? Yeah, that's Mozart. Amadeus. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Um, great movie, as I recall. I have not seen that in years, but now I'm going to go watch it again. Uh, who knew? So I'm going to get into it. I love this idea. I, I know the classical guys were entirely fucked up, too. Just as messed up as the rock stars. So probably delve into that. Uh, just take a, a, a slow wade into the classical water like I've been doing with jazz musicians lately. Um Maybe I'll kick it all off with Mozart. I love that. Shout out to Swindled as well. I think he mentioned Swindled in that clip. Uh, great podcast. So many texts uh, on the cover versus originals debate. Just a gazillion of them from the 801. Dinosaurs show me the way over Peter Frampton's. Yes, uh, I definitely agree with that. Uh, from the 404, Joan Jett's Crimson and Clover over the Tommy James original. I definitely don't agree with that one, but I do like Joan Jett's version. I loved it when I was a little kid. Uh, that's just a smattering. You guys are killing it on the text machine. Keep them coming. 617-906-6638. I'll leave you with this one from the 210. Hey, Jake, love both shows. Listening to the Manson slash Sharon Tate slash Mama Cass episodes and a binge, and I'm loving them all. You may find it interesting to know that my grandfather was a psychologist for the California Parole Board and that he got to interview Manson in the mid-80s. By the way, this is the texter saying this. This is not me saying this about my grandfather. The texter goes on to say that, quote, my grandfather 
was of the belief that old Charlie was quite a bit more lucid and shrewd than you'd have generally thought. Granted, he was still, quote-unquote, super screwy, my grandpa's words. And again, that's the text of his grandpa, not mine. So there you have it. Manson was more lucid than we thought. I love this text. Uh, if you haven't heard the recent episodes on Charles Manson and Cass Elliott and Helter Skelter, go check them out. And again, call or text me 617-906-6638 or hit me up at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And email me, DisgracelandPod at gmail.com. More. In a bit. Alrighty, welcome back. This is the recommendations part of the show. I recently read or heard somewhere over the past couple weeks, and forgive me because I cannot remember where I got this quote, and I'm probably going to butcher it. But someone quoted Martin Scorsese as saying something to the effect of, quote, as creators, no, no quote, because I'm butchering it, paraphrase at best. Scorsese says something like, uh, as creators, it's our job to make our audiences obsessed with what we are obsessed with. I love that quote. <laughs> I love that. It's so true. I try to do that in the episodes of Disgraceland that I create. There are all these sometimes subtle, sometimes overt references to the music books and the films that I love. You know who else does that? Seinfeld does that, and it's fucking great. Um, I'm not... I'm not elevating what I do or equating what I do to to uh, one of the greatest television shows of all time. But it's one of the things that I love about that show is there's all these little references, um, you know, the Frank Costanza, you know, cooking in Korea and they're playing the music from Platoon. <laughs> uh, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, but it's just, it's something that I love doing. And like I said, I do it subtly and uh, sometimes I do it overtly. Um, and it's so true. That quote is that, you know, as creators, it's our job to make our audiences obsessed with what we are obsessed with. And I think if you could do that, you can really, you can really go on this ride together with your audience, which is what I like to think we're doing. And, and that's really what this little section of the bonus episode is all about, what I'm reading, what I'm watching, and what I'm listening to. And it's a two-way street. I want to know what you guys are into because I need stuff to feed the beast. It's all fuel. So you can hit me up with your recommendations at Pod, and of course at the number I keep mentioning, 617-906-6638. So last week, I went into this long bit about the exhaustive movie list that we created to help inform our movie watching, like I'm a member of AFI or whatever. Uh, you know, Hitchcock, Spielberg, Scorsese, the Coen brothers, Tarantino, PT, and Wes Anderson, that massive list with all those movies from these amazing creators, these amazing directors, and these dudes that reference, that are all laid out in chronological order and all the movies reference each other. This list that my wife and I are working through, again, chronologically, uh, the last After Party episode, I mentioned that I recently watched Scorsese's Who's That Knocking At My Door, Hitchcock's Marnie, and how Hitchcock's Topaz was up next. You know what I watched for movies since we last spoke? Honey, I Shrunk the Kids with Rick Moranis and Home Alone. Sometimes being a dad supersedes your pretentious movie-watching endeavors. Um, but whatever, it's cool. I did manage to watch uh, Robert Mitchum in uh, Night of the Hunter, but that was due to work. Uh, part of the research for the Springsteen episode that I recently wrote. Researching Springsteen also led me to the writing of Flannery O'Connor. I recently read A Good Man is Hard to Find. Uh, 
that story, the Mitchum story, they are, as my friend Tiller says, in conversation with each other. Um, I spent Saturday night next to my Christmas tree with the Knob Creek Rye and Flannery O'Connor's prayer journal, a little book of prayers that she wrote. Uh, watching someone else wrestle with their faith on an intimate level is fascinating to me for some reason, uh, probably because I continue the endless work of exploring my own faith. So it's this really compelling thing, this book, Flannery O'Connor, a prayer journal. Check it out if you're at all interested in that sort of thing. And if you're not, whatever, that's cool too. And that read and that rye was soundtracked by a 1959 copy of Arthur Fiedler conducting the Boston Pops Pops Christmas Party, which I bought for a buck at Stereo Jackson, Cambridge. And that sounds excellent on my turntable. It's really good use of a dollar bill, I gotta say. Um, plus the five cents tax. Our family's going to see the Boston Pops this Christmas, and I'm really stoked about it. My kids' minds are going to be blown by the scale and sound of this thing. I cannot wait. Uh, this is an excellent gift for my in-laws. I'm super grateful. I'm also, I'm super grateful for all you guys. Uh, 2022 wraps our fourth calendar year together. I say it all the time, but what a ride. Thank you for the support, the listens, the streams, the downloads, DMs, texts, emails, letters, voicemails. Thank you for staying connected, for giving a shit, for giving me my dream job. Uh, February 2023 will be the five-year anniversary of Disgraceland. Those five years flew by, and I am very much looking forward to what the next five bring for us all. More on that in the coming weeks. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas and back after this. All right, Discos, this brings another bonus episode of Disgraceland to an end. Thank you for listening. Keep your ears glued to the Disgraceland feed over the coming weeks here as we get through this holiday. We've got some important announcements on the coming year and uh, some bonus content coming your way. Have a safe rest of your week. Enjoy your friends and your family this Christmas. And by all means, hit me up if you feel like blabbing 617-906-6638 on the text and the voicemail and disgracelandpod at gmail.com and at Disgraceland Pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. Now for my weekly moment of zen in honor again, once again, of Mama Cass Elliot, a reading from the 1968 Greater Los Angeles phone book by yours truly. Worms, Robert, 474-7422. Wormser, Lawrence, 275-1652. Worrell, Richard, 477-1041. Warwick, Jason, 8387958. Warsham, Alfred, 396-2316. Worsley, Raymond, 479-2564. Warswick, Robert, 473-2308. Worcester, Donald, 823-4425. Worth, Dean, 454-4510. Worth, Stanley, 837-3884. Wortham, Dana, 473-96974. Worthington, Alfred, 472. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.